Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show with your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. Ooh, if you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would be great. So I have got something for you, Penny. Do ya? So I realized today when I was in a coffee shop, I was working really hard, apparently, because I was just looking at people around me. Yeah. And then man walked in. And, and not you know, the same guy that was like, are you doing some hard Definitely work? not Great. that guy. Yeah, this guy was much cuter, actually. Like, older, old man, but very cute. Ooh, love an old But man. what I've re- <laughs> <laughs> what I've realized is, um, you know how everyone talks about the wearing the face masks appropriately? And it's like, you don't wear it like this, and you don't wear it like that, or whatever, right? So this man was wearing his face mask, which I'd never seen before, but he had it covering, like he had it really high on his face, so it was right. covering his nose, <laughs> but his mouth was coming out the bottom <laughs> of it. And his, and, his, and his chin was just willy-nilly just flopping around <laughs> below the mask. And I remember thinking, I was like, what's this guy's story? Like, what's he doing? And then I realized he has a really long face, and I think he struggles to, to keep the in. mask yeah. onto the, you know. And then I realized the face masks, they really give away your face <laughs> shape, right? Like, you've seen some people wear face masks, and, like, it doesn't, like, their whole, they look so tiny on yeah. their big face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I tell you the funniest face mask I've seen? Yes. I'm not joking. I wish I was. I was at a um, garden shop. As okay. you do. There was a garden party and I was like, well, don't mind if I do. That's Sid- uh, Sydney's Britannia. I was going to say Britney's signature and I got it mixed up. But anyway, it's my signature. Um, this guy had a long beard. Yeah. And he had a mask that covered the whole beard. It was a Burberry print one. Oh, for God's sake. And I was sake. just like, I just knocked over a tomato straight away. I was yeah. like, what the heck? Where did you get that thing? Oh, my God. Who allowed you to walk out in public with a beard mask? So it went all the, like, was all it the way down. beard? Yes. <laughs> I really want you was down to his nipples. Oh, my God. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's a honestly. statement and I a really, I hope none of our male listeners are attached to their beards because I despise beard culture. Oh, You know yeah. when beards really, like, fine, have a beard, but it's not interesting, okay? It doesn't make you interesting. No. Yeah. And I like, love a beard, though, I have to say. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, I'm pro-bisexual. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the beard on a no beard. You're bi-beard. I'm bi-beard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, I remember when the beard thing was popping off in Australia. Yeah. And just... You couldn't walk into a room without a one man commenting on another man's beard. Oh, yeah, the comments. Hey, nice uh, beard, bro. Hey, you use hey, some beard bro. wax in there. What do you use for wax? And they stroke it when they're thinking. Oh, no. Don't care. Don't want to know. No. Do you want to know about my bangs? I got bangs recently. Exactly. I mean, they're we do fabulous. talk about our hair, though, a lot. But privately, not yeah. in front of men. Okay, well, no, we do. No, no. <laughs> right, I retract all of my statements, Your Honor. Here's it. This is the thing, right? We can say stuff, but then we can also retract. We can it. whip it on back into we our mouths. It. Yeah. See, we, 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 oh re- man. Rewind. Yeah. Oh my God. How about? Okay. One last face mask thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember the guy on our little trip who had the face mask. That was like so he had he had a face Ugh. mask, but actually it was like a bandana, and he wore it over his mouth, like his mouth and nose, but it had like a a duplicate, like a printed mouth, mouth, <laughs> but like a cartoon mouth and an ugly one. Oh, it was man. horrifying, and it kept slipping down, and I was like, just leave it, just leave it. <laughs> it 
kept it kept slipping down, so it just looked like his mouth was very low and like in a weird. Ugh. It was so weird. And also, can I tell you what he said to us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, tell you, them. the audience. Yeah. Sorry. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty flirtatious. This guy. Yeah. Basically, at the end of the meal, we had an espresso, and um, he said, okay, do you girls all just want a single or a double? And we're like, um, I think we're cool with a single. And he was like, all of you? Single? And like, ha, 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 ha. And then his face went bright red. He went bright red, which was kind of adorable. And I was like, you know, I'm not... He was the sort of person that when they walk over, you avoid eye contact. Otherwise, yeah. they will come over and flirt with you. Um so I was like, I was not in favor of this guy, but when he was blushing wildly about his pretty good espresso joke, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll give you that one. Yeah. It was fine. It was funny. Yeah. And it was, I, I did, I, I like when people, like, when I see a guy like that get embarrassed by like a silly little pickup line. A terrible joke they made. Terrible joke. I'm like, I like you even more now. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. If you, you thought that was hilarious, then we'd have a problem. Yeah, exactly. You showed a little <laughs> bit of humility there. Yeah. Work. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> What's going on with work? Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm just scrolling down my notes here. So I have, I've taken it upon myself for the listeners of Happy Hour mm-hmm. and for you, Brittany, and for me. <laughs> I'm going on a mission, everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a mission to find out what the hell laziness means. Mm. Because, like, yes, I am a lazy person. <laughs> I love that this is just, <laughs> you're like, am I lazy? Well, let's find out. Let's redefine am I lazy or laziness. is it something else, like a genetic disposition yeah. towards laziness? Towards I just work. don't know. And I want to know. And I found this book on the internet called Laziness Does Not Exist by Devin Price. And my finger was about <laughs> to slam down on the body <laughs> button. I was frothing. I was like, yes. I knew Finally, it was. I knew it didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I knew I was a really great person yeah. who yeah. doesn't have any flaws. And then it doesn't come out until next year. So in the oh, meantime, no. <laughs> I was devastated. Well, this I guy seems a bit ex- lazy, right? Get yeah. the book out a little sooner. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I like that a lot. That's great. Thank you. So, um, so uh, let me just give a bit of backstory. I believe, <laughs> reading straight from my notes. I love it. Do it. I believe that behavior is not always what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So if someone like, for example, if someone's like really rude, it could be that they're extremely socially anxious and shy. Right. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. That's Rather literally a perfect example. <laughs> fucking nailed it. You can tell we're a few drinks in, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all the books I can find about the psychology of laziness were about how to stop procrastinating. Yeah, exactly. And I, as you may know, I'm very against this whole productivity co- culture. Yeah. I'm like, I'll do what I want when I want, thanks very much. But you also get shit done. Absolutely. I don't, I don't see you as a procrastinator at all. Well, I'm actually really, I wouldn't say, oh, it depends. Depends yeah, how yeah, much yeah. I don't want to do the task, True, babe. fair <laughs> enough. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, my tax is, yeah, still on the back burner. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the questions I ask myself sometimes are, am I avoiding a task because I'm afraid to fail? Mm-hmm. Am I avoid, um, uh, avoiding it because I'm scared to try or I'm feeling depressed or I'm, or maybe you're low in iron. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. and you don't have the mental energy to do the thing. So um, to wrap that all up, there's a good book called How to Do Nothing. It's by Jenny Odell. Yes. 
I've heard of I've listened book. to one of the chapters on my audio player. Plan to listen to the rest. Apparently, it's very good. Gonna throw that in there, and that that's it. That's how was the first? How was the first uh, chapter? Confusing. Okay. <laughs> it's You're funny because like, like I'm trying to do nothing. Yeah. Put that. Put down yeah, this sh- book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I'm really good at doing nothing. So I was kind of reading it. I was listening to it more from a a research perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, is this a recommendational a re- recommendable book? Yeah. Cool. And what about you, Britt? Well, I recently. Uh, work-wise, had to do a little, um, almost like a pre-interview for someone who, for one of my clients, basically, they this person might join the team, and I was just kind of pre, I was screening, screening. them. It's called a screening yeah. interview. You put a screen over their face, yeah. <laughs> and you ask them to sing you a Mariah Carey song. Wouldn't that be the life? That's the mm-hmm. life I want. So I was conducting this interview, and it was very clear kind of right at the beginning that this person was quite entry level, right? Quite junior. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of potentially okay for this role. It's not ideal though, right? I mean, it's never ideal if you're coming in a situation, right? It's not the ideal situation. Poor little junior. So I basically wanted to share a few small tips. If you are a junior or, you know, or entry level, or even like if you're just not very experienced or if you've moved interviews. into a new yeah, industry or a new industry like whatever a, a few tips on ways to give a really great interview because I could see this person was excited and they had you know some potential but I I wasn't getting what I needed from them you know and so I mm. thought this would be kind of an interesting thing to talk about like what do we need like what do you need to do to if dazzle to dazzle if you're to coming dazzle. if you're coming <laughs> don't Vajazzle. That's the rule there. <laughs> that would be wildly inappropriate. Um, but the but like a few things that you can do that even if you are inexperienced in this field or if you're a junior, you can still come off well and people will be be like, hey, maybe we should give this person a chance. A hundred percent. Yeah. Someone sent me a message the other day being like, Do you know how often you say a hundred percent? And I'm like, Oh, a hundred percent. It's my catchphrase. That's I wanna show that I agree. The full 100. Totally. The full 100. The full, the full fucking banana. So tip one, and this is a simple one, but you'd be surprised how often people come to interviews and, and don't have this. Just be prepared and be familiar with the company. Oh, Lord, please. Read the flipping website. Yeah. Read the case studies if they're there. Look at their social media profiles. Do every ounce of, especially if you're junior, you should literally mm. know everything about the company. Um, and in the interview, pull things out and show. to show yeah. that you know yeah. and you've done the research because that reflects very, very well. The other thing that I think is super important is to, and this might be, I'm curious on your take uh, on this, but bringing ideas to the interview. Adorable. Even if, Adorable. Even if yeah. they're not necessarily the best ideas. Yeah, exactly. But that proves to me that you um, are excited, you're eager, you're thinking. Yeah. You know, even if you're going down the wrong path, I know that I could re-steer you mm. and then you would bring ideas that are more in that direction, mm. you know. But if you bring ideas to the table, I mean, especially, of course, I was obviously interviewing for a content position. So I want someone who's coming in and saying, hey, love what you're doing so far, but here's what else I think you should do. And here's how, you know, and even something really small, I'm like, perfect. Yeah. That's great. You yeah. Know? Shows you give a shit. Yes. And it also shows that you want the job. And right. it also shows that you have a brain in your head that 
like mulls things over. Totally. Yeah. You're thinking about things. You've got to mull it over. Um, even if you're inexperienced, you, you still are going to have ideas. You should have ideas. Yeah. Because and actually some inexperienced people have really great ideas because yes. they're not bound by the shackles of expertise. Exactly. They're not bogged down by all the details. Yeah. They're just seeing things clearly. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're an expert, sometimes you're like, oh, well, we can't do it for all the reasons yeah. that exist. And then sometimes people back. come along and they're just, and you're like, well, actually, why can't we do it? Why don't we totally. give it a try? Totally. And then the last little tip I have is be eager and excited. Mm. And I, I'm going to tell a little story. And I'm, I'm not saying that you have to do this because I don't even, I don't even know if I would recommend to do this. But when I was fresh out of, I wasn't even out of university actually. I was looking for an internship, mid university degree, right? And I'm emailing all over the place, and of course, like no response, no response, no response. I finally got a response from someone. I had an interview with them, and then they were like, "Well, you know, we'll get back to you, blah blah blah." And it took them forever and ever and ever to get back to me. And we were, you know, there was just like I was kept, you know, I was like kind of badgering them. And it came to the point where I wrote an email and I said, "Look, I really want this position. Yeah. It's an internship." Right. Like, yeah. you know, I said, I'm going to work like I just laid it all out. You know, I was like, like I'm going to work no really hard. No idea yeah. how hard I'm going to work. I'm going to learn everything that you need me to learn. I'm going to bring, you know, all like and I have and I have, you know, some ideas and I'm really excited. And I just and it was it's like a part of you is kind of like a little embarrassed to write an email like that of because course. it's like you're really letting it all out, you yeah. know. Um, but I flip and got the internship because I literally backed them into a corner where they were like, well, how could we say no to this girl? Yeah. You know, she literally wants this so bad. Mm. And that, I think, that fire mm. can really make the difference. And you don't have to Definitely. show it in that way. You don't have to, you know, offer it all out and be really, you know, like begging people to give you a job. But just be eager. Yeah. You know? I hate it when you interview juniors and they're just trying to play it cool. And you're just like, no, no, no. this is a job interview. You want to dazzle me. I want to be so excited about working with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But having said that, so what you said about the email where you were like, I really want this. Yeah. I I don't know if it's just my experience, but I feel like that's easier for girls to do than it is for guys to do. Because, mm. like, for a guy to be like, hey, I mean, actually, maybe, what do I know? I've never been a guy, but I've never received an email like that from a guy. Yeah. I, always, I, I get them from girls where they're just like, please, I'm did you willing see this? To, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really, ready. I'll do anything. Yeah. Whereas guys sacrificing their pride a little bit, I think yeah. is socially difficult. Yeah, I think so too. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, just do it. We just do it. <laughs> Women bend over backwards all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Um, so those are a, just a few small tips because mm-hmm. I find that in these kind of introductory or entry-level positions in interviews, people are often kind of... Uh, just, I think a few pointers, like if I had talked to this person before they interviewed and I said, here, do this and this and this, they would have been able to do it, you know, but they just were a little bit. But you know what? That's a job description thing as well. Yeah. You can put that in the job description. It's like, we're looking for candidates that are really eager, that know about our company and that have a couple of ideas. Yeah. So it's because I find that's a bummer when when you interview someone and you're like, oh, you're going down the wrong track. Yeah. I can feel it. I can't, t- it feels unfair to give you too much direction. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd been able to tell you beforehand. So I like to put my expectations in a job description because you'd be surprised. It's actually not cheating at all because you'd be surprised how many people won't even read it yeah. and won't pay attention. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I've got an idea. And it's just totally off track. And you're like, oh, okay, well, nope. 
No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Culture. <laughs> culture. <laughs> I love it. It's c c c c culture. It's called culture. It's, it's ice cold culture. What do you got for us, Pen? Well, tell me. <laughs> this is so dorky. So basically, dork. if you want to be a writer, you have to read a lot. So I read a lot. And I got into the habit of like reading someone's book and then being really jealous. Right. I mean, like, fuck, how did they write this? Yeah. And then I'd look up their Wikipedia page and they all did comparative literature mm -hmm. at Brown University. Yeah. And both their parents were academics. Yeah. And they had this fucking, like, oh, and I'm not saying this makes it easy. It's just all the stuff I do not have. Yeah. And then I was like, what the hell is comparative literature, <laughs> literature anyway? Um, and so now, every time I read a book, I look up the Wikipedia, and I try and read one classic every month. So, like, you know, like, no, I won't go into details because it sounds very pretentious. <laughs> and frankly, I but, struggle with these books. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, if I'm reading Dostoevsky, I'm pushing through, and I yeah. am not enjoying it. Yeah. But I'm reading it for technique, and yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, anyway, so then I'll go and read the Wikipedia page of so the author. this is interesting, though, because it's like, why, like, explain that to me. Why would you want to read a book that you don't like reading in order to learn from it? Because don't you, why would you ever want to write like well, that? Well, you don't, it's not about writing like that. Oh, it's okay. just because, like, writers do things, really good writers will play with technique in a way mm. that you don't see in just a regular writer. So you'll be like, oh, this is all from, like, for example, some books will be like, this is written from the perspective of an omniscient narr narrator. Right. So it's like you don't know who's telling the story. Ah, They're yes. just looking and they'll do things. And then, like, oh, okay. this book that I'm reading now, the way she's written it is insane. Like, it's so clever and so good. And it's very, it's about mental illness, basically. And it's, like, very, like, in and out of reality. Oh, wow. And she, so she's used the... The technique of her, like she's used a prose technique that's allowed the reader to feel very immersed, mm -hmm. and it's it's genius. Yeah. Um, but again, she did comparative literature, and she's got this like great resume. Yeah. And so, first of all, it made me feel better about like just giving it a go without all the things. But then, secondly, it's like it's interesting reading about authors and like who they are and what their direction was at the time, and like yeah. what inspired them and how they came to be and. Totally. Yeah, so, so I recommend it. Like, just it's, looking up the Wikipedia page. It's really interesting it because I always find uh, me, so my boyfriend does this a lot in terms of he looks up the backstory of things. Mm. You know what mm -mm, I mean? Mm -mm, mm -mm. And I don't do that very much. I wonder, though. I do. And then yeah. I develop a little bit of, like, a story in my mind, but I don't, like, follow it up with concrete evidence. Yeah. So this is a perfect example is, which is very funny. Tony Almeida? No. <laughs> No, but I was going to bring it back to him. Okay. No, but the perfect example is uh, yoga with Adrian. Oh, yeah. So I've been doing yoga with Adrian since COVID started, right? Mm -hmm. and like everyone else. Yeah, like everybody. <laughs> honestly, I'm sure she's gained so many subscribers. Yeah, she has. Yeah. It's all I hear about. Yeah, mm. it's Yeah, exactly, right? Mm. Everybody I know is doing it. She's great. Uh, her yoga is great. Very down to earth. Mm. It's just wonderful. But anyway... So I've like I you know I'm watching her videos and she's very funny and she's fun loving and lovely and I've always just thought like you know I bet she's got a nice story and a couple times she'll talk about like her mom is also a yoga teacher and she'll like bring in things but I but I just sort of let that be like a thing that mm. I think about what sometimes when I'm doing yoga Philip my boyfriend did one 
Google with set. Adrian oh, right. video. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the next time we were about to do, he was like, oh, well, you know, like her husband, actually, he like edits and produces all of her videos. about, And he like uh, just told me all yeah. this background about yeah, yeah, yeah. how the whole thing operates. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's interesting because like I'm interested a little bit, but not enough to like go that extra mile. Yeah. I'm know? a big researcher. So yeah. if I'm watching a movie on the couch, within 20 minutes, I'll have a question. I'll yeah. be like, where did they shoot this? Right. What's this person's background? I looked into Stanley Kubrick the other day mm. and I was just on the internet for hours. I was like, who is this guy? Because yeah. if you've ever seen 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, me. it's fucking crazy. I was like, I need Stanley Kubrick to know. Stanley is fucking crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I was yeah. like, I need to know what yeah. this is about. But of course, he doesn't tell you. No. Right. Anyway. So the point it's, is, it's interesting we'll have though. A bit of an, invest- a bit of an investigation, because mm. but sometimes I can slip into like holes, the deep hole of the investigative work, and then I'm like, oh damn it, mm. how is this serving me? Mm. But I think there is there is something to be said for like learning a little bit more about different subjects and yeah. different things and movies and authors and. All I think things. also because, like, especially authors can really surprise you. Yeah. Like, my favorite story, and I've told this story so many times, so I apologize, but I've never told it on the podcast, but I read this book. This guy is in pri- and, and in real life. The author is in prison. He mm-hmm. was a heroin addict. He was, he robbed banks. Yeah. And he wrote this brilliant novel, and I was so jealous. And then I flipped the page over to the acknowledgements, and this guy tells the whole story about how this novel came to, came to be, which was lots of people, someone suggested it, mm-hmm. someone sent him books in prison, someone reviewed his manuscript yeah. dozens of times. Yeah. All these professionals it actually... Ra- come out of nowhere. It didn't come out of nowhere, and yeah. he never would have written it if they hadn't contacted him. Yeah. It's so not like he was like, oh, I'm in prison, I think I'll write I'll a write book. write a novel on yeah. a typewriter. Like, yeah. he, he was really supported, and that gave me a lot of confidence. I was like... That's right. Like, mm-hmm. we always think that these successful people are just doing it on their own. Not all the time. Yeah. Most you know, of the like, time, not. Yeah, yeah. It's reassuring. Yeah. The end. The end. I love it. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. All right, Penny. We're laying it out. What do you think about people traveling by air during COVID? By the way, lots of people are doing this. They, so many. I think because we live in Europe and everyone's yeah. like, well, I can't take another German winter. Yeah. I've got to go to Mallorca. Yeah. And I'm like, do you though? Because <laughs> it's not very safe. It's, and yeah. also, okay, I, am, I just want to say I'm not one to get on my high horse about the environment, right? Mm-hmm. But I do give a shit. Mm-hmm. I care. And where I can cut corners, I attempt to. Right. And so, like, we know air travel is bad for the environment. Yeah. And we know that when COVID started, the little graph that said, here's the destruction of the planet, just plummeted. It was like, yeah. wee. Mother Crazy. Nature was like, and there was all Hallelujah. these nature is healing memes. Yeah. So I'm like, is it just one hot second that you can just avoid taking a holiday? Yeah. Must you? Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. I, that's my opinion. I'm sorry. I've got I mean, one. <clears throat> I, I am... <sighs> I'm on the fence about this. I mean, I'm not judging too because also, hard. I mean, there's there's just other things to consider in terms of like the the tourist industry. Like, there are countries that are literally like, what the fuck are we gonna do if we don't have people visiting us? They literally bring in all of our 
you yeah, know. But the tourist not. industry is not a sustainable industry. Well, yeah. It's really bad. Like people in Venice, uh, they're, they're famously like absolutely destroyed by tourism. Like yeah. Venice has been destroyed by tourism because also people, they don't stay long. They yeah. just come for the day, chuck their rubbish on the street, eat a bloody salami and buy a disgusting cheap key ring yeah. and then they fuck off. And it's like, I, I think we should use COVID as a, a an opportunity to slow down our lives yeah. and build communities around us yeah. and not be so obsessed with like, you know. Totally. and holidays and all that stuff. Yeah. Instagramming your, your super Instagrammable holiday. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know what we did? We went to we freaking North Germany. Yeah. To the, to, well, we were in, Lube- we're near Lübeck, which is in an North adorable Germany. little town. It's flipping adorable. But, you know, we got in, I mean, it's just, I mean, not that cars are good for the environment, but they're gosh darn better than planes, you know? They're so right? much better than planes. <laughs> I'm like, am I just they saying They are definitely better than planes. Okay, good. And also, we visited a not frequently touristed area. Oh, so my we God, brought totally. Business. It was so funny because we this guy at one so point, hard. this guy at one point was like, so where are you guys from? And we're like, so Australia, Canada, and America. And his face was like, <laughs> you came to this 1,200-person town yeah. from Australia? And I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. I came from Berlin. That's okay. It was Sorry, so my funny. German's so bad. But We were laughing because we were like, he's going to go back to his like friends and like people that live there and be like, we need to buy more property now yeah. because our <laughs> the town Glitterati is has about, it's about to pop off. People are coming <laughs> from Australia and Canada yeah. and the United States to oh, visit us. It was yeah. very cute. Um, but anyway, but you know, like we, we, for, we, you know, you have to forego sometimes the, the things sacrifice. that you're, a little sacrifice is yeah. okay. Yeah. And I find that like, okay, so here's my thing. If you're going to complain about the environment, if you're going to come to like a dinner party or something and be like, oh my God, it's just so awful. Yeah. You're not allowed to eat meat. Yeah. You're not allowed to try, you're not allowed to fly on easy jet flights and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is controversial. Can I say it on the air? I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Am I allowed? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you're not allowed to do cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, cocaine destroys South America. It does. So if you're going to talk to me about any of those, uh, about the environment, you're not allowed to do any of those things. Yeah. And, like, the people that I've been seeing on Instagram. Oh, I know. Who, like, are on these, like, um, you know, EasyJet Ryanair holidays. Mm -hmm. They're the exact people who are always telling me not to use single-use plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, honey, you've got bigger fish to fry, frankly. Guess what? Don't cry me a river. <laughs> get out of my house. You get out of I my house. I won't be told. <laughs> Jokes. I will be told when the time is right. That's right. To end on a positive note. Yeah. So I was thinking about making your own little holiday inside of your city or inside of your country. Oh, yeah, and I'm also, a big fan of this. this COVID thing is a perfect opportunity to support local economies. Hello. Yeah. yeah. We've been we've been hitting Germany pretty hard. Oh yeah, we really have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it. really nice. You're supporting the country that you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so making your own little holidays. So me and Britt are really good at this. We are, <laughs> We're yeah. quite creative with atmosphere. Oh, yes. We love to light a candle. You have to. Put on some songs. Yeah. Potentially a matching outfit. Can I just say one thing? This is oh, kind yeah, of a, This can. is a bit of like a PSA uh, public service announcement in case mm-hmm. someone was unclear about what mm-hmm. that is. 
if you have more than one person, even if you have just one person over at your house, you got to be playing music. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you have to be. Even it's if it's compulsory. very low, it, it's in the background. It doesn't need to be the main event, but you have to. Sitting in silence at someone's house, especially if you don't know them very well. Yeah. It's like you better have some tunes playing, okay? And when they go to so the important. toilet, you're just sitting there in silence. It's weird. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. So making your own little holidays. Number one, being more creative with atmosphere. Yeah. Number two, music. Number three, <laughs> trying new things. Trying new things. Number four, being a tourist. In your, okay, these are terrible notes, but you know when you like, <laughs> you know when you have a friend visiting. Yes. Your hometown. Yes. And they're from another country. They've never been to Sydney before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you show them around, and you go to like the most beautiful areas of town, and yeah. you get a flipping sausage or whatever. Places that you wouldn't normally, normally go. go. Yeah. Just do that. Do it's those. fun. Yeah. Just it show is yourself fun. around. It's, it's Remember when we went and had a spritz? We had a little Aperol spritz oh. after brunch at like the most touristy area of Berlin. It was beautiful. It was glorious. Actually, yeah. it was a bit of a nook, but it was like nook wise. Oh, right. It, it was wasn't behind like, the Berliner Dome. That's true. It wasn't like in the most yeah. hot spot, but, but it, it was, definitely was a touristy oh, spot. It felt like we were on holiday. It really did. So I really recommend it. Like if you're in Sydney, go to the Bloody Opera House. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And if you're in Calgary, <laughs> I'm like, what does one do in Calgary? Go to Banff. I don't know. Uh, Banff is outside of Calgary. What do you do in Calgary? You go to the river. You do like a float down the river go. or whatever. Yeah. Why is it that society's so obsessed with water? It's really weird. You gotta be near the water. I'm yeah, sorry. It's true. I stole that bit from Jerry Seinfeld. You gotta okay. see the baby. Rant over. <laughs> All right. Rant uh, over. Rant over. I think that was a really great rant. Thanks. And something to think about. Yeah. Me too. Do better, people. Do better. Wear your mask. Go on a local holiday. Wear your mask. Hard. Get a good sized mask. Yeah. You know. Put it on your face in a normal way, okay? And just stay put. <laughs> and don't go anywhere. That's why. That's our message for today. I like that message. Podcast over. Oh, one last reminder, though. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye.